This episode of Landmine Radio is sponsored by Guido's Pizza. Located on International Airport Road in Anchorage, Guido's has been serving the best pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more since 1984. Guido's is open daily for dine-in service from 11 a.m. to midnight, and they do takeout and delivery until 2 a.m. Whether I'm dining in at Guido's or ordering for delivery, the hardest part for me is always choosing what to get because they have so many amazing items on their menu. If you're looking for a quick bite or want to order food for a big party, Guido's is the place to go. Tell them Jeff from the Landmine sent you. Okay, very excited to be joined by Riley Gaines, swimmer and somebody who's become very well known in the kind of national spotlight here in the last um, not even year. So I'm very excited you're you're here, Riley. Welcome to the to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me on. You're coming to Anchorage here this weekend. You're going to be speaking at an event and um, with the Alaska Family uh, Council. Uh, have you been to Alaska before? Is this? Have you ever? I mean, we're not, we're we actually do have Lydia Jacoby who won the gold, so we do have some swimming. Yes. Yes, y'all do. Um, and she's absolutely incredible. Um, but no, I've never been to Alaska, so I'm super duper excited. Um, you know, truth be told, I kind of forget Alaska exists. <laughs> so I'm very excited. Um, I can't wait. We're big on the map, but but very small population. So we're the biggest state. We're almost three times bigger than Texas. Wow. Yeah, no. Um, hunting, fishing is is all right up my alley. And so um, I've wanted to to come to Alaska for a long time. So very, very excited. Well, and of course, like, to share like, the message that I'm sharing. So all exciting stuff. If you like snow, we have a lot for you. I mean, a lot. <laughs> We've had some record snow. So for the folks listening and, and watching, I'm sure a lot of people know you. I've told a few people I'm interviewing you and they're kind of like, oh, my God. Um, you kind of came to prominence. You, you were in the University of Kentucky swimmer and you were part of the whole situation with this uh, kind of transgender leah thomas who is a biological male and won the race and kind of became this symbol and then later you spoke out and you were actually in that race and for me the crazier thing than the race which i think is kind of crazy is you had to share a locker room right yeah no you're exactly right um uh, really what thrusted me over the edge is my senior year, we're forced to compete against this male who swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania, uh, ranking 462nd at best nationally among the men uh, to then dominating among the women. Um, but Thomas and I, we raced in the 200 freestyle where ultimately we tied, uh, meaning we went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second. Um, but I was denied the trophy and I was told I had to go home empty handed because the NCAA had been advised that when photos are being taken, it's crucial that Leah hold the trophy. Um, and so that, the unfair competition on top of the locker room, on top of the silencing from our universities, um, that's all kind of what pushed me over the edge to taking a stand and acknowledging how it's wrong and harmful to women to allow men into our spaces and our sports. I'm sure you had seen this kind of rise in the last five years of, of this kind of gender stuff going on, but I mean, what did you know at that race or was this already kind of was this like a thrust on you at the race or did you have some kind of heads up on it? Or was it just a last minute? Hey, this is going to happen. So I had found out about this a few a month, maybe three months or so prior to the race. Um, that's when we found out who Leah Thomas was, because this name pops up and is leading the nation, um, which, you know, I had a goal of winning a national title. And so I'm, I'm following I'm keeping up and I see this name and I'm you know, asking my coaches, who is this person? No one knew until 
Um, an article was released disclosing that Leah Thomas is formerly Will Thomas, and as mentioned, uh, swam his previous three years on the men's team. Uh, and so that was in November, and the race where we we swam against each other was in March. So it was pretty quick. Um, I guess I was naive to the issue before. I'd, I'd heard of it happening, um, females identifying as men competing against the men, to which, while I don't support it, I didn't see ultimately the big threat considering it's women competing with men and it's not like they were jumping in the rankings. Uh, I just never figured it would have happened the other way because I figured there would, there was already guidelines in place to prevent men from competing in women's sports because we have policies that prevent, prevent uh, doping or performance enhancing drugs or testosterone. Um, but I was wrong. And again, naive to think that. So the race happened and and that kind of blew up and everybody was aware of it and it spawned a lot of, you know, discussions and controversy. But then you came out, you were, I think, in the Texas legislature, you were in the in the U.S., uh, you know, con- you were in Congress testifying. What prompted you? Because, you know, you've gotten a lot of hate and I know you went to San Francisco, the university there, and, and they, I mean, attacked you. You know, you had to hide in a, a room for several hours, right? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, the reason that I knew I wanted to make impact or at least try to make impact in protecting women's sports. Um, I felt just honestly ashamed of myself for cowering for, for those months leading up to the race. Um, I felt like we were failed by people in leadership positions like our coaches and our parents and the NCAA. Um, Of course, the Biden administration, the people leading this country failed us. Um, And I felt compelled. I felt responsible. I felt guilty that I, I hadn't taken a stand. Um, and so I kind of dedicated my time um, to testifying on behalf of these women's sports bills. Um, now, 23 states have passed some sort of some sort of bill, which is great news. Um, and that's what I continue to do is activism. Uh, I don't think on um, as it pertains to the right or conservatives, we don't have a ton of activists, people on the ground uh, willing to um passionately defend what they know to be right and true and just and fair. Whereas the left, they do have a lot of activists. And well, I so think, well, I think people uh, are scared to say even, even not controversial things. Like I don't think high school girls should have to be forced to compete with, with boys. I mean, that's to me, that's not controversial, but if you say something like that, and we've had this in Alaska, our legislature had a bill and the governor, and then, you know, our, our, our kind of school board came out and um, did this on their own because it couldn't, there was so much controversy in the legislature over this, but it's, it's like people, and I've seen you get, you know, you testify about being called a, a domestic terrorist and these, and these things for, I mean, w- what the vast majority of the country believes is a reasonable, you know, this isn't about hating people or, or being mean to people, no. but it's just about fairness, you know? Absolutely. That's entirely what the message is. It's a very much pro woman message. It's not anti anything. We're standing for something, standing for women, standing for the truth, for common sense, for fairness, for reality. Uh, That's what the message is. Um, So you're exactly right. I can't believe we've reached a point where it's deemed controversial to say that men are men and that women are women and that you can't change your sex and that each sex is deserving of equal opportunities. Um, But unfortunately, we have. Um, I recently recently had a conversation with a friend of mine, you know, identified feminist, uh, quite a... not super progressive, but definitely kind of left-leaning, um, who, who was talking to me and said, you know, I, I feel like as a woman, this robs me of my womanhood when somebody 
a man can say they're a woman. And I said, you know, we're talking about it. And I said, why don't you, this person's politically active in the state. And I said, why don't you say that? You know, why don't you say that? And she was like, oh my God, I would never, I would never say that. And she, cause she knows what would, you know, the reaction would be on, on social media, which is got its own set of problems. But I mean, you've seen, I imagine, cause you kind of were, I'd say pretty obscure before you started coming out. And now you're kind of like, I mean, you're coming up to Alaska. You were on Bill Maher's club random, which I love that episode. That was a great episode. I, that was a ton of views. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, um, I was scared too at first. Uh, no one wants to be labeled things that they know they're not, right? You said it. Uh, domestic terrorist, fascist, racist, even white supremacist, homophobic, transphobic, whatever labels they can throw your way, they will uh, in hopes to deter you. And it did deter me for a bit. Um, it scared me. I didn't want to be called those things. But finally, I realized that I'm secure enough in my argument because my argument is backed by science and truth and logic and common sense and reasoning and lived experience. Um, no one can take that away from, from us that, you know, D one swimmers at that meet, what we face. Um, and so I just simply, I have understood now that it's merely just name calling. Um, and that's what we do in second grade. So what what was going through your mind when you spent you know I'm sure a big portion of your life swimming all the time and you get to this pinnacle point of, of your career in college and then this thing happens where you're said told you can't even go on the podium because you guys tied right you two tied yes we did um there was a lot of feelings i think the most prominent feeling was betrayal really um that's how i felt that's how my teammates felt we felt like everything that title nine was passed to prevent from happening was happening uh, and we were being told we had to accept it with a smile on our face from the people who claimed to be championing women or championing women. Um, it was the 50th anniversary of Title IX and the NCAA at this same meet was passing out shirts talking about creating opportunities for women while actively taking our opportunities away and giving it to a man. Um, that's why I say it felt like betrayal. Why do you why do you think and, and I have some ideas about this, but I'm curious hear from me where i mean where did this all come from this this if you would have told people five or ten years ago this was going to be an issue i mean i think most people would just have laughed but now it's it seems to be you know everywhere totally i i think a couple things one uh this movement is very much driven by money like a lot of movements right uh these organizations in corporate america where we're seeing this infiltrate in academia uh, and the media in different places, even within churches, uh, they're not driven by red or blue. They follow the green. Um, speaking to the NCAA, they don't want to lose federal funding. They don't want to face lawsuits. Um, same thing again in corporate America. Uh, they have an ESG score where they receive money if they keep a score above a certain uh, percentage or whatever that looks like. Uh, even the, the medical profession side of things. Uh, being from Nashville, Tennessee, where we have Vanderbilt University, uh, the, there's a, the, tra the transgender clinic at Vanderbilt. Um, they had a lady who, who heads it. Uh, and a video got leaked where she said, look, this is a cash cow. Forget abortions. You know, we can make seventy dollars to $100,000 off each patient, patient that we transition. And that's, you know, that's lifelong care, which means lifelong money. Uh, so I think that's a big part of it. And truthfully, I think people, weirdly enough, want to be marginalized i think people want to be oppressed they want to be victims because no, when there, you're a victim there's a victim kind of mentality and people 
if they aren't a real victim, I mean, if they aren't a victim, they find, you know, that's true. A lot of people find a way to be, because there's a lot, there's a lot of capital. There's, it's trendy, you know, to be, which is weird. Yeah. We're, we, you know, our country's built on, you know, you hard work and you, and you, you know, you, you do something and you work hard and you be, and you become successful. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree more. Well, so you're coming to Anchorage. Um, did you ever think you'd be, I mean, I, I assume you're probably getting a lot of, you have a team now, you're probably getting a lot of speaking gigs or you're, you're probably, What's that like going from being a swimmer to being, you know, booked all over the place to speak? Well, it's, I've certainly learned how to adapt and kind of roll with the punches quite literally. Um, and just be mindful of the words I use and the language um, that I use because it matters. Um, I've had a big push speaking on college campuses. Um, and so tonight I just finished up at Radford University here in Virginia where, oh, wow. um, of course, I was protested in different things. I spoke at Princeton this week and Texas A&M this week, really trying to engage my generation, uh, Gen Z, because those are the voices we need to hear from. Um, and those are the people who need, who, who who want to hear the truth, really. The, They're being what, denied the truth. What, 23, I, th I read, or 24? I'm 23. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm 38, so be 39 next month, so different kind of generation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so lots of testifying. Um, there's another congressional testi uh, testimony soon, um, testifying in Ohio next week. So so really, um, a lot of elbow grease being put into this fight. Um, but again, it's worth it when you know who you're fighting for. Well, I think it's important. There's not a ton of voices um, on, on the on this on this side. And, you know, I was talking to somebody recently who was kind of, you know, transgender activist, but somebody sympathetic to all that. And, and I was talking about how Europe's. Scandinavia has really backed off on a lot of this stuff, these drugs for kids, and they didn't know that. And, you know, you, you start to, like, just read a little bit and figure out what's going on. And it's not as, you know, about black and white as a lot of people, I think, think it is or want it to be. No, you're exactly right. Um, Europe, Sweden, uh, they're all taking precautionary steps now. And you're right, backtracking. Uh, they've understood, you know, their medical associations. In contrast to what we're doing here in the U.S., where we have the AMA, um, and again, other large medical associations that have deemed it um, totally safe and reversible, these these mm -hmm. hormones and procedures, which is simply not the case. Um, so, yeah. Well, I, I know you got to run. You're, you're very busy, but I, I'm, I'm really happy. I Like I said, I've since that video uh, came out and I, I retweeted it, I remember people being like, oh, you're, you know, trans, this transphobe nonsense people say for just saying, I think, reasonable things and things people, you know, agree with. But. Um, I'm excited to have you come to Anchorage. I'm going to be there on Friday night. Uh, like I said, there's uh, if you like snow, you're going to be real happy because we got a lot. Well, I can't wait to be there and I can't wait to meet you. So thank you for everything and thank you for what you do for highlighting these issues um, because I believe truly it's necessary uh, and it's urgent. Uh, so thank you very much. Well, thanks again, Riley Gaines. Um, we'll see you Friday. Um, at the, uh, you're speaking at the kind of the old Anchorage Baptist Temple, uh, and then you're going to have a private event. I think at the Captain Cook. So hopefully you spend a not sure how long you're going to be here, but uh, there's a lot to, lot to see, and it's uh, Anchorage and Alaska is a lot different in the winter than the summer. So you got to come back in the summer. Sure. Or but I want to thank you again for of coming course. on and take, taking the time to uh, talk to me. Thank you very much. Thanks. Yep. Landline.